morning ladies and gentlemen welcome to my podcast in the progressive human being series again today onwards we will start the discussion on the 27 constellations or the nakshatras that fall within the 12 zodiac signs now you got to understand before we get into the 27 faces of the moon um what is it that vedic astrology really implies by this the 12 signs of the zodiac are also called the houses of the sun and the 27 constellation or nakshatras of the moon are called as lunar mansions or mansions of the moon i call it even the moods of the moon because the moon is the most moodiest planet in the zodiac everything to do with your mood or what you feel like doing or where you say my personality is is as per the vedic text based on mind or manas so these are very very crucial to understand because this direct the uh, energies of what we feel like where we are selfless where we are selfish where we are active and where we are passive where we are masculine as in moving outward energy where we are feminine as in we are inward energy so understand satvarajas tamas which we discussed before in the context of these as i bring forth the 27 nakshatras or the 27 constellations of the moon now the 27 constellations are a lot to deal with in one podcast so i'll split it into three we will cover in groups of three if you see my youtube video there are three groups of people on the planet and i've divided them into the three of nine so nine three times gives rise to this 27 nakshatras so nine is split into what the devganas the manushya gana and the rakshasa gana gana means a group so dev means the one who is most having sattvic qualities manushya means the one who is rajasik and is dualistic most of the time and rakshasa gana is the tamasik one Okay so there are three main groups of these but these get into a lot of combination in terms of astrological chart which we will get to a little while later but that's what it is so we will go through one by one in this podcast we will cover the first nine the first nine of the devganas this is about devgana podcast okay so stick with me as i go through the themes of each one of the devganas which zodiac sign they fall into okay and who's the lord of this lord meaning who's the governing planet or the point of this what is the symbol who are the deities and what are the themes played out we will go through the devganas now the first one the very first one is ashwini nakshatra or the ashwini constellation which falls in the zodiac sign or in the house of aries okay ashwini nakshatra constellation falls in the sign of aries each one of these you can actually see look up wikipedia it will show you where this constellation is physically so ashwini nakshatra is the first of the devganas what does that represent the ashwini nakshatra is ruled by ketu the south lunar node is symbolized by the horse's head the deity is ashwin kumars or the twins 
who are horse-headed twins. And what are they? What do they represent? They are the physicians to the gods. So Ashwini right there has a healing theme to it. The energy is passive. It's male, going outward. It is swift. It is tamasic. It stands for quickness. It can also become haste. It is adventurous, but it can also become foolhardy. The nakshatra themes which will govern this this particular constellation are healing, duality, sharp intellect. They are twins as Mercury and Venus are. Now this is important to understand because Mercury stands for intellect, Venus stands for sensuality. One is heart related, one is mind related. Hearing ability. Vashuni can be a soldier and a physician. It's two different kind of energies. They are in duality all the time. They represent speed and agility. Okay, this is the first one of the constellation. Falls in the sign of Aries. The next one of the Devganas is Mrigashira. Mrigashira means the head of a deer. Now, right off the bat, if you can think the head of a deer is the most restless creature. Deer is always constantly on the move. So head of a deer representing Bhrigishira as the constellation. The lord of Bhrigishira nakshatra constellation is Mangala or Mars. Okay. Symbolized by the deer's head. The deity is the lord moon god or Soma or Chandra. Now don't confuse this with planetary ruling as I did earlier on myself. So this lord is the lord of the constellation itself. Although Mrikshira falls partly half in the sign of Taurus and half in the sign of Gemini, it is ruled by Mars. So Mars and the moon energy coming into Taurus and into Gemini. Think of this. When we talk of esoterics, you got to really get the energetics of it. And astrology, and especially Vedic astrology, is highly energetic in nature. Unless you get the energetics of it, will be lost in this. Okay, moving on. So the themes are there. This nakshatra is passive. It's neuter. It doesn't have a male or a female gender. It is soft, as opposed to hard or sharp. It is tamasic. It's one of its main theme is striving and exploring. Okay. So what are the other themes of this nakshatras? It is wandering, searching and seeking all the time. It can get into unnecessary suspicion of the spouse. It is prone to misunderstanding. It's the beginning of manifestation, soul searching and sensory indulgence. Brikshira is very sensory in nature. Okay, next one on the Devganas is Punarvasu. Punarvasu, Nakshatra, or the constellation of Punarvasu, falls in the sign of Gemini. The first three parts, the last part falls in Cancer. So what is Punarvasu? Ruled by, it's ruled by Jupiter. It's symbolized by a bow and a quiver. It's ruling deity is Aditi, the mother of the gods, the divine feminine is represented in Punarvasu. Lord Rama was born in the nakshatra of Punarvasu. Just a side thing there. The th-
themes of this nakshatra are passive, it is male, it is changeable, it is sattvic, it is nurturing and family oriented constellation. So, what are the other themes of this nakshatra? It stands for repetition. Punarvasu people, if more planets or points are focused in a chart in Punarvasu, they have a theme of repeating things in their life. Fail at the first attempt, succeed at the second. That is Punarvasu in short. Repetition, return of the light. Return of the light means in the second trial they will succeed. Even Lord Rama, when he fought the demon Ravana, he was not succeeding in the beginning and then he returned and he conquered him again. He was banished from the kingdom then he came back as a ruler. So this theme of this nakshatra is fail at the first attempt, succeed in the second. So Punarvasu people out there don't be disappointed. Okay. Its theme is rejuvenation, renewal, attaining objectives. It's the target of Punarvasu. That's why it's symbolized by a bow and a quiver. You need to achieve your target. You need to keep the focus. Gemini, ruled by Mercury in the sun, in the zodiac house of the sun, the 12 houses, Punarvasu falls within that. And Mercury is being ruled by intellect, is by default very fickle, right? So fail at the first attempt, succeed in the second. That's Punarvasu. The next one on our list is Pushya Nakshatra. Pushya means the one who nourishes, the nourisher. Sorry, my morning coffee here. It's ruled by Saturn. This constellation is ruled by Saturn. Its symbol is the cow's udder, lotus, an arrow and a circle. Cow's udder itself shows you its nurturing. That's why Pushya people love milk and all kinds of milk products. More planets and points focused on this. These people will be very nurturing and caring. The deity is Brahaspati or the priest or the teacher of gods. This shows the teacher energy. Funny, certain people look at as the negative or the malefic planet. But in the constellation of Pushya, it becomes very nourishing. It's one of the most nourishing nakshatras among the 27. It's a teacher. Saturn is a great teacher. Its themes are its passive, male, swift, tamasic. Main themes being its ethical and responsible. It can go on the downside as very moralistic and very controlling. Avoid that. Other themes are its knowledge. It stands for knowledge. It stands for caring and nourishment. It stands for law enforcement. Saturn is a great enforcer of law. The rightful doing and thinking. Doing the right thing, as they say. They are early learners. They can become very good teachers. Bringing back to life of anything dead. So this is a powerful healing ability present in Pushya constellation. They can become healers. They have a theme of neglecting the spouse, especially if Venus is present here in a chart, it becomes highly neglecting of the spouse. It falls in the zodiac sign of Cancer, by the way. Cancer being ruled by Moon itself is nourishing, but this particular constellation makes it highly so. And it's the part of Devgana. The next in our list is Hasta. 
Hasta nakshatra or Hasta constellation. Hasta means the hand. The Lord being moon. Symbol is the hand or the fist. The deity is Saviti or Surya. Savitur is the is the you know when you look at the sun and you see the ring of shine on the corner of the sun. Right? If you have ever looked into sun long enough and you can take it, you will see the glow, the ring which is dancing around the sun. That is Savita. That is the power of the sun in discernment. So these people have a lot of discernment. Its themes are passive, male, swift, it's rajasic, it's persuasive and modest in the good side, it is wily and self-effacing on the bad side. So that's what you got to see the positives and the negatives there. Other themes of this nakshatra are it is trustworthy, it's quick thinking, it's very witty, jovial, mischievous, they are excellent public speakers and orators, natural orators of the zodiac, Hasta Nakshatra. <clears throat> they are inspirational people. They can use healing arts using their hands, like Reiki or any one of these new age modalities. We are having so many now in this awakening of the planet. Many of them, if their Hasta is powerful, they should use that because they got natural healing ability in their hands. I have seen this personally. I have Hasta in my chart. So, the next one among our Dev Ganas is Anuradha Nakshatra. Again, once again, sorry, next one will be Swati Nakshatra. Skipped one there. Swati means one who is very pure, very good, very individualistic. Okay, they bring, it's another name for that uh, Swati Nakshatra, by the way, for all the new age people, it falls in the sign of Arcturus, the Arcturian energy. It's very individualistic. It's represented by Rahu. The Lord is the north node of the moon, the drive to achieve something. Symbol is the blade of grass. The deity is Vayu or the wind god. That's why ascendants who are born in this uh, nakshatra they have a lot of gas problems trust me boy do I know that the themes are passive female, changeable, tamasic soft and adaptable on the good side they are fragile and indecisive on the negative side other themes for Swati would be transformation fiercely independent they are individualistic they have excellent communication skills. They have depth in them. They have a lot of depth in them. And they can make great orators. The next one now in the Dev is Anuradha Nakshatra, whose lord is Shani or Saturn. Symbolized by the triumphal archway, lotus or the staff, the magical staff. It's like the staff of Harry Potter. Right? It's that stuff. We are talking about the magic wand here. Get okay, done with the coffee there. So its deity is Mitra. He's one of the uh, one of the friends of the sun, sun god in Vedic mythology. 
The themes are passive, male, swift, soft. They are loyal and they are devoted kind of creatures. Anuradha Nakshatra, they are full of devotion. If you have an Anuradha Nakshatra spouse, you can be sure she is very, he or she is very devoted to you. They are loyal and devoted on the positive side. The negative side, they can be playing favorites or over-accommodating, losing their individuality. The other themes of this nakshatra are they have good faith, they are humanitarian, they are rebels for social injustice, they fight for social causes. How nice. They have emotion, a lot of them. They have divine love and devotion. They, they make very good team players. They are all about travel, compassion, friendship and they can become too tied up in ego. This is where they got to watch out. That's the Anuradha Nakshatra, which falls in the zodiac sign of Scorpio. Swati, by the way, falls in Libra. Sorry, I'm kind of skipping myself. Hasta falls in Virgo. Um, next one on the list. Shravana Nakshatra, which falls in the sign of Capricorn. It's ruled by moon, symbolized by ear or three footprints. There's a whole mythology which I'm skipping here in all these nakshatras. You can google them and research them on any website. The deity is Vishnu, the preserver of the universe. The themes are passive, male, changeable, rajasic. They have themes of being brilliant and contemplative. On the negative side, they can become cerebral and very dissatisfied. The other themes of this constellation are they are They are all about wisdom, education, speech, arts, music. They are very ethical and open-minded. They are hypersensitive and they can be very prone to jealousy on the negative side. The last one of the Devs, among the nine Devganas, Nakshatras, we have Revati, which also means the prosperous one. The Lord is Mercury. Represented, symbolized by a pair of fish, and it falls in the sign of Pisces. There you go. Its deity is Pushan, the nourisher. It's a very nourishing constellation. The themes are it's balanced, it's female, it's soft, it's sattvic, it's welcoming and charitable on the positive side, it's over accommodating and petty on the negative side. The other themes of this nakshatra are nourishment positivity they are dogmatic in faith and religion they can be stuck to one idea and that this is all there is everything else is BS they can be caring innovative, artistic insecure, indecisive and lacking in self-esteem so this ladies and gentlemen finishes the first nine of the nakshatras which are falling in Devgana Okay. The Devgana represents everything that is sattvic in nature. Now, how do these Devganas, Nakshatras or Nakshatras which fall into the Deva group, group, first group of nine constellations in different zodiac signs, how does this tie into the astrological factor? Well, if you have more planets or points in your horoscope, including the outer planets Neptune, Uranus and Pluto which are falling in Devgana signs in your chart doesn't matter which house 
the energy you will bring in your life or you will translate all this is about translating the energy into a soul path or purpose that you will move forward with the energy that you will bring will be very calibrated to conceptual ideational and creating an ideal world okay because the devanas are all about ideas they are the conceptual people so they will bring all things for the benefit of mankind if anything can save this mankind it will be the people all around the world who have more points and planets in the devanas is that simple because they are always trying to do for the good of everything they're trying to change the energy patterns which exist to the betterment of humanity they are all about others they are more giving so that's the my take on the devgana nakshatras the first nine tomorrow we'll be talking about manushinas the next nine the human one if you're new to my podcast you can share download these go rewind playback and study this more if you need a presentation kind of an approach you can check out my youtube channel where i'll be sharing more pictorial and presentational formats which is linked here in the description box and please like share and subscribe to my youtube channel and then we'll take it more more lessons as we go along have a great day and be safe